Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. If you enjoy our podcast, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode and help keep this show at the top of the charts so it can be found by more agency owners like you. And now for the show. Hey, everyone. Today, we have Taylor McMaster joining us. She's the founder of Dot & Company, where she and her team help digital marketing agencies keep their clients happy and keep agency owners focused on what they do best with full-service client account management services. Taylor leads a team of client account managers at Dot & Company, training account managers to work with different agencies. To date, they have helped dozens of digital marketing agencies free up their time and prioritize the money makers in their business while the Dot & Company team ensures that their client experience is smooth like butter. She is also the host of the Happy Clients podcast, where she interviews top names in the industry, diving deep into what makes clients happy in the agency world. Welcome, Taylor, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you. Absolutely, likewise. So to start us off, you know, the, the thing that really is the hinge point that I find in maintaining and having a good ongoing client relationship is the onboarding experience. So what would you say is the way that an agency can actually go about really wowing their customer during the onboarding? Yeah, timeline. I love that question. And I totally agree. The onboarding is just that first piece. It's that first hug, I call it, of welcoming a client into the agency. So How I like to look at the onboarding experience, it really can start from the sales perspective. So if you're, maybe you're the agency owner and you are doing a lot of the biz dev or the sales for the agency, or maybe you have a sales team, I think it's really wonderful if you can speak about who this person is going to be working with internally. So maybe you might bring in your account manager to the sales process. Maybe they're on the call. Maybe they're introed into the emails and they're sending a nice welcome loom video by starting in the sales process you're really threading through kind of what that experience is going to look and feel like for that customer and then also you know you don't want it to be a cold handoff to your account manager you really want them to almost feel like hey i know taylor i i've been talking to her through the sales process i'm really comfortable with kind of what the next steps look like so that's kind of one thing to think about in an agency is kind of how can you thread this through your sales process? But then secondly, and I think most important, is really having a buttoned up onboarding process. So maybe that's a checklist, maybe that's a framework, maybe it's a step-by-step SOP with templates and whatnot, but really having that in your agency so that you can confidently bring on a new client and know how long it's going to take to get them onboarded. You already have everything laid out. And as a bonus, you can maybe share that with the client on the sales call or in that onboarding beginning process. Hey, here's exactly what what the onboarding looks like. Here's the 10 steps that we're going to follow. It's going to take three weeks. But by having a really organized onboarding checklist or process, you will feel confident. And that will, of course, relay into that beginning of the relationship with your client. 
I 100% agree that onboarding actually starts in the sales conversation. And so many people don't recognize that that's actually where onboarding begins. There was a, a book I read by Joey Coleman, How to Never Lose a Customer Again, phenomenal book for those of you that haven't read it. But he talks about essentially recognizing that that handoff can actually feel quite jarring for a client where you've built this relationship up there trust you now as the person that has been their primary form of communication up until this point. And then now you're passing them off to operations and they feel kind of jarred by it. So how do you make that feel a lot more seamless for them and where they actually feel known? And one of the things that I suggest to clients, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, is actually having the sales recordings, sales calls recorded. That way your operations team can actually watch them and understand fully what's happened and what was stated and where their challenges are and their emotional feeling behind it all so that they really understand the person. They don't feel like they're coming in blind. 100%. I love that. We do the exact same. So we record, you know, all of our sales calls. But then what we have our account managers do, or maybe that's operations or whatever that looks like in your agency, we have our account managers watch that call and write out what the three K three KPIs are for that agency based on kind of what they've discussed. So maybe that's their main pain point of never seeing their family. Like that is a huge KPI that we want to help them with. Or, you know, maybe it's that their onboarding process doesn't feel seamless and it feels clunky. So that's something that they're going to pull out from the pain points. So then by the time you're having that onboarding call with your client, you can say, here are three things that I understand you really want to work on. Here's my plan. But let's kind of identify maybe there's some other things that we didn't discuss yet that you really want our help with that I can make sure that this is accomplished in our working relationship. So you're showing them that you care. You are already putting a plan forward and that you have the step-by-step, but you're also opening up the door to help them with even more. So I think that's it's really wonderful if you can, of course, record your calls, but take that extra step to really show them that you're listening and that you care. 100%. So we talked and you mentioned about the onboarding process, right? Where do you think that most agencies kind of go wrong here? What are the things to avoid and what are the things to do? You know what I think it is? And it's so simple. I think it's lack of communication and lack of proactive communication. So I think, you know, I even went through this like a couple months ago. I was, you know, onboarding a new company to help us with something. And they said, here's all the things we're going to do. I'm like, okay, that sounds amazing. And then a weekend, I haven't heard anything. And although they've been working on things behind the scenes, they weren't communicating with me. I didn't know that things were happening. I had to follow up. And obviously, maybe I'm just like hyper aware to these things, but I don't think so. I think that clients feel that. So I know we're going to get into this in this podcast, but we have things in place that we recommend called the daily pulse. So especially during this onboarding process, you need to be like updating clients proactively every single day during this onboarding process, because I would rather know more from, you know, the team of where my, where my project is at than me feeling like, I don't know why I just paid these people all this money. I don't even know what's going on. So I would say like the top thing is, is definitely kind of that proactive communication piece that's missing. And almost like that transparency of like, here's exactly what we're going to be doing and showing them where we're at, keeping them up to date. Like, but I think that goes so far and people don't, people overcomplicate it sometimes in an agency that, you know, they want to get the processes down and things like that. But just simple communication goes so far. I 100, 1000% even agree with that. I mean, I, I talk about this with clients all the time is that you 
bring a new client on, they have a little bit of an understanding about you, but really they don't know you quite well. They have invested in you. They're trusting you. And then you kind of go into execution on the work that you're doing and you kind of go into a void for them and you say nothing. There's no communication for them. And all that does is fester a load of nervousness and anxiety for that client. And even if the work is phenomenal, and what, what was it that Maya Angelou said, they're not going to remember what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And they did not feel good. That's right. And so they're going to remember that. Yep. And I think the thing that is missing, I think, a lot in our world, especially working virtually, is that we're working with human beings. They have feelings. They have emotions. Whether they show that in an email or not, people feel things. And if you can make people feel like you like they're your only client it's not that hard to do it's a little bit of extra work in terms of communication maybe a loom video maybe a quick report but really it doesn't take all that much time to then build a relationship on a foundation where they trust you and it starts in that onboarding process i could not agree more there was actually an article in ad age that was published a couple weeks ago that i read that i thought was quite interesting talking about how it was some like 38% of brands were planning on firing their agencies within the next six months. And the reason being was actually because of communication, exactly what we're talking about right now, and that they're not communicating what the ideas and strategy and their thinking behind what they were doing, and they just kind of feel left out to dry. And the vast majority of agencies believe that it's because of the economy and it's because budgets are being cut and all of that. But really on the brand side, it's because they don't feel seen and they're not being communicated with. I love that stat because I think a lot of the work that we do, especially in, in our role as an account manager, is sometimes the fuzzy, warm, feely things, right? It's, you know, building trust, but you don't have a statistic. You don't have a click-through rate. You don't have an ROI all the time. So by seeing statistics like that, where it shows that relationships are still so important is always kind of interesting and eye-opening for us because it's like, wow, yeah, these things do matter a lot. Yeah, 100%. I think I feel like people just forget the fact that there's the human element to everything, right? I mean, we make our decisions, our, our, our feelings drive so much of what we do day to day ourselves. And then the same thing happens for your client. You're thinking, I just need to get to the result. I need to get to the deliverable. But you know, while that's important, I'm not going to deny that that's not important. You have to produce phenomenal results, but you also need to see the other person on the other side of the table or Zoom call or however you're meeting. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think like all of us have been in that position. And I think for most agency owners listening, and you know, if you don't have a team dedicated to client communication, maybe you have a really amazing brand strategist or a really amazing graphic designer who is so good at their craft, working so hard, but they just forget to communicate or they might say, oh, I'll get to that later or that's going to take so much brain energy for me to write that email. So sometimes it can be overwhelming, but if you can just break it down maybe for your team into templates or strategies or checklists, um, it becomes just so much, so much easier. So let's, let's talk about sort of testimonials for a moment. What would you say is the way once you've had that wow onboarding experience and your client is just over the moon excited and they're your raving fan, what is a way to ask for that testimonial so that it doesn't really feel salesy or kind of icky when you're asking for it? Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think for most of us as an agency owner, right, like if we have 
a client that's happy or we don't know if they're happy, we're almost like, oh, we'll ask for a testimonial later or we'll wait till they offer one or we'll wait till the six month mark or, you know, things like that. But it's so important to have processes in place so that you don't forget because you're doing amazing work. 90% of your clients are so happy, but maybe they just don't tell you. So some things that you can do that are really simple is we call them happiness surveys. You can call it whatever you want in your agency, but we have some automation set up. So let's say, Robert, we're working together. You come in and, and work in, in my agency and it's week two. We've been working together. You're going to get a quick automated survey with a couple questions, just checking in on the onboarding experience. And if that's not all five stars, then we know right away two weeks in, oh, there's some, there's a flag here. Like, let's kind of dig in and see how we can kind of make this better. And then two weeks later, we'll have another automated quick check-in. And the, the people that we work with love filling these out. And we get quick, insightful information that helps us guide that kind of relationship. So by the time you've gained, you know, a few of these happiness surveys back, you know that your client's happy because they told you in this quick survey. Then you can, which I actually recommend having someone else on your team to, to reach out to this person and say, hey, like, Robert, I know we've been working together for six weeks. We love working with you. I know we've had a really great relationship. Would you mind if we hop on Zoom for 15 minutes? I like, just want to hear your story and kind of learn more about, you know, us working together. So then you're, you're getting on the call with them and you're, you're really learning about their story. You're not asking for a testimonial because, you know, we all see those testimonials. We're like, we know that that's canned. It's a story. It's learning about their pain points. So you can kind of ask for these things while you already know that they're happy six weeks, eight weeks in, not six months in. You know, you want to get these people while they're excited. But kind of while going through this process, and, you know, we're going to dig into this too, Robert, but a gifting strategy, not only at the beginning of the relationship, but continuously as you work together so that you're always surprising and delighting them. They're always just wowed by the experience. Not only are you crushing their deliverables, you're communicating on time. They feel the love, they trust you, but they're also getting this warm hug in the mail maybe once in a while. We find it works really, really well. And it just feels so much less salesy because you're not just reaching out from the sales team two months in saying like, hey, can we ask for a testimonial? You're like, wow, like we know you love working with us. We love it too. So let's get a story together. I love that. I'm actually was going going through and preparing a training for the members of my accelerator around surveys and this exact topic and what questions to ask, when to utilize them and when they should be done and making sure ultimately there's kind of this nervousness for a lot of agencies of I'm afraid to ask. I don't know whether they are. And you're like in this consistent nervous place of are they going to leave? Are they aren't yeah. they? Are they happy? Are they not? Is it not just better to know so that way you can fix it if they aren't and know if they're happy so you don't have that anxiety festering constantly? Yes, yes, I agree. Because I was there. Like we would maybe work with someone for a few weeks, for a few months, and then they say, we're not happy. And it's like, oh my gosh, like we could have caught this so much like months ago. So then what we did, we said, you know what? Enough. We're automating this because if we don't automate it, we'll push it to the side and we won't ask. So the more you can automate it, the easier. You just see the surveys come in and you can kind of take action. But yes, I totally agree. Most people are too nervous to ask. They're like anxious. They're like, what if they don't like working with us? It's like, you know what? Deal with it sooner than later. One of the things that we have is a recommendation of when to do, and this isn't quite an automated time, but if you're in an MRR, monthly recurring relationship with, with the client, you would do it on like a quarterly basis where you'd ask for a survey and then you do the quarterly sort of check-in with the account, make sure Hey, how are we tracking towards goal? And 
what accomplishments and is there any new goals, things that we need to consider for the strategy that we're currently working on. And then if it's a project oriented, you do at the end. So you have a survey that goes out maximum of five questions. So it should be done in just a couple of minutes for the client. And you do that immediately before the call. So you can have a pulse of how they're feeling going into that conversation and making sure that you're able to help manage that that piece of it, that emotional component that is being missed so much. Totally, I don't, I'm not totally off from left field, but what are your thoughts on video testimonials and actually having a conversation and interviewing your clients so that you have both marketing collateral as well as being able to extract the testimonial from the recording? Yeah, I totally love a video. So we generally jump on Zoom with a client and just ask their story, right? Like asking them, not just like, why do you love working with us? It's like, what was it like before we started working together? What were what were you feeling? Like, what what was the process of kind of doing all this yourself to ne- like really digging into that story? So then you can pull out snippets. You can use that for social media. You can put it on your website for ads. And I think anytime I'm going to buy something, if there's a video from somebody talking about the service, talking about the product, it puts a face to a name. You feel the emotion versus just reading like a, I love working with Robert. He's great. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean as much to me as if, if I saw one of your clients. 100%. And because this is an audio only medium, you could not see me like giving myself whiplash and nodding my head so much while Taylor was speaking there. So 100% agree. Kind of two headed question here. How often should and would you recommend that agencies actually communicate with clients? And like, what is the meeting cadence that you would suggest as well? Mm-hmm. So of course, it depends on the clients. But like we said, in that onboarding process, this is your time to shine, especially if you're in an account manager role. So we coined something years ago when we started our business called the Daily Pulse. And it really comes out of this practice of proactively communicating with your clients. And anytime we talk about it, agencies are like, I can't communicate with my clients every single day. I'd be annoying them. And it's it's less about how often, it's about what you're saying and communicating proactively with, with the client. So for example, if it's day one, I might say, hey, Betty, we're so excited to be working with you. Here's the next steps. Here's the outline. The next day, it's been 24 hours. She doesn't know what's going on. She might not even understand really what the scope is is going to be happening, right? So If you can then say, hey, Betty, here's where we're at. Here's the timelines. Don't worry, I'll update you like every day this week so you know where we're at. So it's not even necessarily if you don't, like if you don't have an update, you can still send a communication. So maybe it's, hey, I don't have an update yet. Like we're giving it three more days for the ads to run or, you know, the creative team needs two more days on the editing, but don't worry, I'm going to get this to you by the end of the week. And just showing that you're constantly communicating instead of just saying like, oh, it's not ready yet. Like, I don't want her to be upset. I'll just wait till Friday to send it to her. Like constantly just giving them a pulse. And it works really well, you know? Like like I was saying earlier, the experience that I've had recently, it's it's been a week. I don't know where my project's at. I would have loved to get a quick pulse every day saying, hey, here's where we're at. Here's where we're doing. Here's the approximate timeline. Any questions for me? Do you want to book a call? Like showing them that you care. And really it comes down to, like I always say, making the client feel like they're your only client. And it's it's really not that hard if you put in some of these practices, you know, put the daily pulse in your project management software. We have a whole Google document of different emails you can send if you don't know what to say. Just having that in your system so you check it off every single day. 
And then, of course, as a relationship grows, it doesn't have to be every day and it never really has to be every day. It's just it's a reminder for you. So you as the account manager know the last time you communicated with that client. If it's more than two days, you better send them something. So it's really a practice. It's a ritual. And then in terms of meetings, that really depends. I would say in the beginning, it's it's good. But for some business owners, they are busy and they don't want to have a bunch of meetings. So I think it's really important to sit down with your client and say, okay, are you someone who appreciates a lot of meetings or are you someone who would love a quick Loom video and maybe a quick report with me walking you through things? Uh, where, where do you stand on meetings? Obviously, less meetings are better from a profitability standpoint. However, they are important for building the relationship, transparency, and of course, keeping projects on track. So I think important to talk to your clients, but then also like understand what works for you and your team because pulling all the resources for a weekly meeting is definitely not that efficient. So kind of finding some ways, maybe instead of a weekly, you can move to a bi-weekly with a Loom video in between. That's kind of what I always like to go for. I love that you keep mentioning Loom because I'm like a massive Loom fan and I'm like a massive power user. I want to say I'm at like some 10,000 videos on Loom or Same. something. Like I communicate via Loom so much. Same. It saves so, yeah. so much time. Uh, like how many meetings have you saved from using a Loom? And even sometimes like my team, like internal Looms, I'm like, I'm literally just like word vomiting. And they're like, I got it though. Like I understand what you mean. Like move this here, move this there. But they felt exactly what I was trying to say that I probably wouldn't have got across in, in a typed out email. So I also love Loom. It's like my favorite tool. Yeah, 100%. I'm a little crazy when it comes to process. I even have a process around exactly how to create a Loom video for my team to make sure that it isn't too long. So yeah, I have a, so that it can stay under five minutes. Um, you talked kind of briefly, and I'd love to hear from you on the client gifting strategy. What are your thoughts around that? And what advice would you give? Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I love gifting. Like I love giving gifts to people. But sometimes it just, I forget. And so I know in my heart that I really want to be surprising and delighting my clients. So what we did this last year internally that's worked really well is that we set out a quarterly budget for each account. And that can totally depend for you, you know, based on the monthly revenue for the client, or maybe it's the length of relationship, or, you know, maybe they refer you a lot of people. You can define what that number is and give it to your account manager. But showing them, okay, here's kind of the strategy of gifting. And what it is, is we don't want to just be sending a gift basket. That's, you know, nice once in a while, but let's get creative here. So it really engages the account manager to build a relationship with the client. So they're looking for things like, oh, this, this client loves hiking. So maybe we'll get them one of these cool water bottles that they can, you know, go in the woods and filter their own water. It's like $100. Like, that's a great gift. Send like a cute little note in it. Show them that, you know, you listen, that you actually care. Before we've sent an agency owner who was working with us and he wanted to spend more time with his kids. And so he brought on an account manager, booked this trip. Um, it was like a weekend away in the woods or maybe a week away in the woods where you'd have no cell service. So we sent him this, you know, small Polaroid camera that he could take with his son on their their weekend away and take all these memories and things like that. It was like $80 and it meant so much to him. So just like looking for things that you can surprise and delight your clients, but also kind of having that process in place, having somebody on your team who's like 
hey, like quarterly gift time, like think about your ideas, send it to me, like we'll get everything sent off. So like giving your your team a budget ahead of time, but also encouraging them to get a little creative. You hit on so many psychological components when it comes to the gifting there too, right? Because you're allowing the person to know that you're listening and that you're hearing them. And ultimately what every single human on the planet wants to know is, I'm acknowledged, I'm important, I matter. And by recognizing and taking the personal information that they have shared with you and actually gifting something to them that's meaningful. And in the example of the agency owner that you mentioned in that Polaroid camera, not only are you recognizing him, but you're also recognizing what's even more important to him than himself, his family. So you're creating a memory for him as well. And now you've attached yourself into a familial memory that is close and near and dear to his heart, which I believe is so incredibly important. I'm anytime a client asks, well, like, hey, what should my what should I be sending as Christmas gifts? And like, please, for the love of God, do not send everyone the same thing. Just don't do it if you're gonna do that. Like, just don't do that. Like we did for Christmas, we sent out like individual things for every single person that was personalized to them with a handwritten card and making sure that it was something that was meaningful to them. And we do the same thing as they hit milestones. We We'll send things, and this is a totally stolen idea, but sending a, a cupcake that has like a, their, the thing that they accomplished on it at the top of it, saying something along the lines of like, that wasn't a piece of cake, but congratulations for accomplishing this goal. You can have a piece of cake now. And so like little cute things like that are just fun and exciting and acknowledging the person, which I think is so incredibly important. I love that. And you know what? You hit on something that I think a lot of people forget about is a handwritten card. Like have a stack. I have a stack on my desk that is just like a thank you card or a plain note. And sometimes I'll just pick it up and write somebody a note and ship it off in the mail, right? Like it doesn't have to be a gift. It doesn't have to have a gift card. It doesn't have to have flowers. Just a, hey, like I love what you're doing. Like congratulations on X, Y, Z. Like that goes so far. So easy too. 100%. Well, Taylor, you have shared so many amazing nuggets of just gold in this episode. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, if listeners are wanting to get in touch with you, learn a little bit more about you, how can they do that? And I also know that you're offering a, a client onboarding checklist. So how could they find that and how can they download that? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation. I feel like we're so aligned on all the things. But yes, head over to dotandcompany.co. You can download our free client onboarding checklist, learn more about how we work with agencies as their outsourced client account managers, and also our training programs. We train a lot of account managers who work inside of agencies. So head over there and you can learn all about what we're up to. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include links to her website and LinkedIn profile in the show notes as well, if you're looking for it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Taylor. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now, so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. 
I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our, I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm -hmm.